0: lesson is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the third chapter. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. As He was saying these things, many believed in Him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in Him, If you abide in My word, you are truly My disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, Well, we are offspring of Abraham. We have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free... You will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We can...
1: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. And it's one of the verses that the children sing. Lord, when we fall or go astray, absolve and lift us up, we pray. And through the sacrament increase our faith till we depart in peace. Amen. Here we are. Reformation Day 2021. And given that we're now past, four years past, even the 500th anniversary of Luther posting the 95 Theses, (laughs) now at this time people may say, well, who cares? That is a question that was asked by many, even four years ago. So what if it's 500 years after a historical event? Why does that matter? I think we all recognize if there's not a day off attached that it becomes a much less important day in most people's minds. And there is some truth to that. If, If this is just a historical marker that we as Lutheran's care about and it probably isn't significant for anyone else. But we have also always stated that that is not the reason that we celebrate Reformation Day in the church. The reason has always been that what the Reformation emphasized, <laughs> why it's worth celebrating is because it emphasized the clear word of God, especially as it relates to our eternal salvation. That's why we celebrate it, not just because it's a historical landmark. But we also should recognize that when we make statements like that, that it is about the Word of God, that it is about eternal salvation, those kind of grand terms are exactly what the world scoffs at not just in regard to Reformation Day, they don't know what Reformation Day is, but just in regard to Christianity in general. Because Christianity talks like, about topics like sin, eternal life, salvation, Jesus being the Son of God, the, the Word of God in the Scriptures, that being a perfect and errorless Word, these are all things that the world rolls its eyes at, finds absurd that anyone would take them that seriously. Things that the world takes seriously, actually, these are things that have been talked about in gospel readings that we've had over the past month or so. Over the past month or so, we've had readings talking about how people value things, how, how they judge worth of things in this life, and so we talked for a couple weeks about money, when it would be worth giving it up. Last week, Pastor Walther talked about what many people consider to be goals in life, good education, good job, good marriage, in short, getting as much good out of this world and out of life as we can. But as Pastor Walter mentioned, if good stuff is the only thing that you value in life, that leaves out an awful lot of what we go through in our lives. And when people only value good things, and by good, I think shorthand, we mean things that make us happy, things that are fun, things that are nice, things that are enjoyable… But if that's the only thing that you find valuable, then you will find that life loses meaning when it isn't fun anymore, when you aren't enjoying it. So these days, maybe some of you have been involved in conversations like this, but topics like the quality of life come up. And I know that when quality of life issues come up, quite often, I'd say most of the time, death is listed as an option in that conversation. Last week, we talked about Bartimaeus. He was a man who was blind, physically blind, lower quality of life, some people already asking questions. And Pastor Walter talked about Bartimaeus last week. I don't want to rehash it here, but I want to point out that in our reading today from John chapter 8, it has blind people in it as well, and that kind of blindness is relevant for our discussion about Reformation Day here, 2021. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John chapter 8 features a discussion between Jesus and a crowd, and it gets to be a rather tense discussion at times because Jesus makes bold statements like this, bold statements of truth without the kind of clarifications that we are used to people making when they make bold statements of truth today. This happens multiple times in the other gospels, but John's gospel maybe especially. Jesus simply states a truth, a basic truth, we would say, of the faith. But the reaction of the hearers is confusion, and usually followed by an insistence that Jesus is the one who is confused. He, he is the one who is making odd, erroneous statements. If you abide in my word, you are truly made disciples And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, to us, as we are sitting here as Christians in this context, we get what Jesus is saying. We agree with what Jesus is saying. Jesus is telling us that we need to abide in his word, we need to dwell in his word, we need to live in his word. That this word is truth, and that through these words of truth, we are set free. But outside this context, in these walls, this is the kind of thing that the world again scoffs at and is probably even offended by, wait a second, what makes his word so special? What about other truths? And by the way, we have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? This is the blindness that Jesus is talking about here in John chapter 8. It is also the same kind of blindness that we come across in modern America, 2021. So if you were to tell someone outside the church that Jesus could set them free, I think it it's very likely that they might respond along the same lines as the hearers in John chapter (laughs) 8. What do you say? What do you mean free? I don't need to be set free. I can do whatever I want. And to this, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. That is what Jesus came to set us free from. But it is not something that the crowd back then saw, not something that they recognized as true. It's also something that the world refuses to see and recognize as truth today. You can hear, oh, no. Here we go into that sin stuff again. Just spare us. But Jesus and the church, when it is faithful, Jesus has a habit of bringing up these things that are important truths, truths that nevertheless are not recognized or seen by the world. And Jesus is going to insist, this is important. You cannot get around this, even when the crowd disagrees with Him. The church needs to do the same thing today for the world, even as and even when the world disagrees with us. Because this fact, the fact that Jesus is trying to get through to them the fact that all people are sinners, every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God, that is an important truth. If you do not recognize that truth, if you do not know it, that will place you at a disadvantage in many different ways, but one of them is you will not understand why the world isn't just good all of the time, even though you expect and you want it to be, until number two, you will go looking for ways to make the world right. You will look for solutions. But the problem is, if you've already denied the truth about the source of the problems, what are those solutions going to do? A third disadvantage of denying this truth is that you give no thought to the true God and how we sit in our relationship to Him. If if you keep on reading in John chapter 8, this is one of the things that Jesus will point out and one that they will hate Him for, because He will say, since they do not recognize this knowledge, that they they are enslaved to sin, that they, they refuse to acknowledge that, Jesus says that they do not really know. God. And furthermore, since they do not know God, they do not recognize it when the solution to sin shows up right before their very eyes. When the Son of God comes to them, they are offended. And the world still acts this way today. You know this. The world is annoyed at this talk about sin. It's resentful of the idea of needing salvation whether it's 2,000 years ago or 2021, there is no difference. But the Reformation insisted on keeping these truths in front of people, on bringing forth the Word of God to everyone by by word, by speaking, by preaching, as, as well as by print, by writing it down, that this would be in front of people and insisting that Jesus is the only Savior insisting that salvation comes not by anything that we have done or will do or can do, but rather it comes, as Jesus says in our gospel reading, it comes because the Son sets us free by being lifted up on the cross. That is the word that we are to abide in. That is the word that we are to dwell in. That is where we are to live. And we see then that J- Jesus came not only pointing out inconvenient, unpleasant truths, like the fact that we are all sinners, but we see in the same gospel that He draws us to Himself as the Savior from sin. So Paul will write Romans chapter 3, "...for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift." Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This, the church insists, this is the true good. This is the good news. This brings us to what is best. But when it does so, it points out that this came through not happy, not through happy, nice, enjoyable things. Rather, it came through the suffering and death of the Son of God. Through Christ's death and resurrection is how this becomes true and good news for us. This is what we proclaim as heirs of the Reformation. This is what the church has always proclaimed, will always proclaim Because this is God's answer to what is wrong in the world. And we see in that that God even takes what is awful in life, and he bends it to his own good purposes and uses. So this is what we celebrate. This is why Reformation Day is a thing, and should be. We would say it should be a thing, not only in Lutheran churches, because we celebrate But the Son has set us free from the eternal consequences of sin. So we are free indeed. Amen.